Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The pitch swung on and missed strike three and the ball game is over. So the Diamondbacks snap the Cubs winning streak at four. The final today, 6-0 Arizona. Final call is heard yesterday on 670 to score. Pat Hughes on the call as he will be again today. Of course, with our Ron Coomer. As you Darvish was bad in the first inning, giving up two deep, deep home runs. Thought maybe it was going to be one of those days at Wrigley Field as the ball was flying out to right based on the wind. But, man, the wind has been very tricky there lately. It's tricky to figure out. I saw some speculation today that maybe the Catalina Club, the new one that's just above uh, home plate there, right near where the press box is, Catalina Club is having some effect. We have seen the lingering effects of the scoreboards now, where the wind, if it's flying, if it's blowing out, sometimes blows out to right and not to left center. And I know there's been some work done on it, but there's a little more to figure out. But anyway, you Darvish giving up two homers in the first inning. Then he couldn't find the plate in the second, ended up giving up another run there. Then settling in to get through five, 88 pitches, and that was that. Then Alan Webster gives up three in the sixth. And good night, everybody. Six nothing is what it was as Zach Granke was doing his thing on the mound for the Diamondbacks. Today, it's Robbie Ray going for the D-backs. And it is Tyler Chatwood going for the Cubs. So understandably, that free agent class of 2018 rolling around the heads of a lot of folks this weekend. Darvish yesterday now through 13 starts of his Cubs career, has never recorded an, art pa- recorded an out past the sixth inning. He's been through six a couple of times last year, been into the sixth a couple of times this year, has never gotten an out in the seventh or beyond. Yesterday he said he wanted to go more, but this is the National League, and so it goes. Then he did say that the fifth inning mentally was very good. It's good for the next start. So... Joe Madden wanting you to finish strong and have that good positivity going into the next start. And he gets it. 312-644-6767. And then the Brandon Morrow news as well. And as far as we know, there is no timetable for Brandon Morrow. All there, all, the only news that we got yesterday is setback. Pain. Okay, well, I guess we'll slow him down then. Because... He'd been ramping up and everything had supposedly looked okay. And then for Morrow, it was, well, the bounce back after the last time out wasn't so good, as Joe Madden said, as good. So we got to back him off once again, just slow things down. It's just where he's at. It was all trending very well. And this last time, just not as good. So we have to pay attention to what he's saying. The man is in pain. 
Let's take your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Cub fans and Sox fans, it's Hit and Run, your weekly baseball show right here on 670 The Score. This is Liam in Tinley Park, first up. What's up, Liam? How are you? Hey, Matt. What's going on? Nathan, man. Things are good. Um, I was just wondering, uh, you know, with the whole Brandon Morrow news lately, uh, no actual timetable. Uh, what's I was just wondering, what's your personal timetable for, say, how long we could viably keep uh, closer with these injury issues? Viably keep him at, what do you mean, keep him as closer? Keep, or? Him, on the, keep him on the roster. How long would you say, like, a la Derrick Rose type deal, how long could you keep this talented guy who seemingly has, uh, you know, tendon issues in his elbow or yeah. whatever it is? Well, you've got a contract that you've got to pay him, and you've got injured lists of a wide variety with limitless room that you can move him to. So it's not like they're going to cut him or DFA him. They're going to give him a chance to come back. The idea originally was middle of May. Now, I, I mean, I can't even, you can't even come up with a timetable, but you're going you're gonna to wait and you're going to hope that he can be there. The question is how aggressive are you going to be now in trying to, in trying to fill that spot they're not going to do anything from outside the organization i don't think they are there's i know there's still people pining for craig kimbrell three years 50 million dollars is the late the latest thing that i heard via the craig kimbrell camp but it wasn't even really directly it's just a rumor as to what they might need but it's just not going to happen this is gerald and maywood on 670 the score who i think is pining for that exact thing what's up gerald how are you yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. There is you were talking about the free agent class of 2018. Yeah. So you know, there's there's no way in the world that that Ricketts is going to give Theo the checkbook for 50 million dollars. You know, when he points to the Edwin Jackson signing, the Jason Hayward signing, that wonderful class of 2018, and then Theo's supposed to be able to go back and get another 50 million. That's not going to happen. That's not that the Cubs are out of money. The Cubs are out of money for Theo to spend on big free agent signings, given his record. We do not. Well, uh, you're suggesting that it's punitive, that this is a specific move by Ricketts to say, I cannot trust you for free agent dollars. I will not give them to you. I I don't think that that level of judgment is involved at all, in my opinion, Gerald. You know, I I think that's that's uh, that's that's your it's your emotion talking about it. I do think it is less money than they thought was going to be available. Everything indicates to me that that is the case. You know, we've we've played this game and tried to like you know dissect the tea leaves and read the tea leaves. You don't dissect them, right? That would be fairly useless. They're just tea leaves. You know, you put a tea leaf under the microscope, you check it out. Yep, just what I thought. It's a tea leaf. No, you read those. That's what you do. Um, <laughs> but it's like. I think they have less money than they expected to have. This past offseason, they had less money allotted to baseball operations that they expected to have, but I don't think it is punitive about misdeeds. I just think those misdeeds have screwed them. And maybe because of the misdeeds, the missignings of Chatwood and Darvish, then they had to go spend the money on Hamels. And there you are. You don't want to be paying pitchers in your 30s that much money. You don't really want to be doing that. You don't want to be chasing and paying all that you're paying. But thank God there's Cole Hamels. I mean, thank God he's here. So you've got to have him here. I just think they have been shut down financially, it sure seems, because of, you know, whether it's construction delays, whether it is not quite having 
the money from from various construction projects and income that they thought was going to be there by now, whether it is a delay based on the uncertainties of the TV network, we don't know. But it's just, it's not going to be there. So they made a roster move today with Alec Mills coming up, Randy Rosario going down. Mills is really a starter. They've used him mostly as a starter. Could be a long reliever. Maybe he backs up Chatwood today if things go awry. Or maybe he's here with an eye on Thursday. An eye on Thursday when there's a TBD on the rotational schedule right now. But now here they are. This is what, what you see and what you know is below you in the system is what you got. You're waiting on the rehab of Xavier Cedeno and Tony Barnett. You're waiting on the eventual call-up of maybe Dakota Meckes or Dylan Maples. These are the guys you're waiting on. You're waiting on the idea that uh, maybe Carl Edwards Jr. can be trusted again. <sighs> Not by me, but by them. So, you know, I don't, don't go looking for Craig Kimbrell. I don't think it's coming to you. This is Ron on the south side on 670 The Score. Hey, Ron, how are you, man? Hey, man. Beautiful day for baseball. I've been enjoying your show all day. You know, man, speaking of Kim Anderson, uh, yes, we based on the way he ended last year, we were expecting you know some progress, but nothing near like this. And what it, it had me to thinking, Matt, it's been a very, very long time that the White Sox have a player that can be very good both ways, offensive and defense. Believe it or not, for me, the last player was actually Robin Ventura. There was solid defense and offense, not in any flair, but he planted the key position at, at, at shortstop. It's almost. You know, just it, it's it's just so unbelievable. Pardon me, call me yesterday. Man, I was been looking forward to watching Jim Madison. So I just think, I mean, all the hype with Eloy Jimenez at the beginning of the season. Um, this this whole Tim Madison pretty much eclipsed it, and uh, just really good to see him come. Him and Mercado, but uh, again, playing at that key position and being able to play both, you know. But, uh, and defense. It's just really good to see it. And Thanks, evolving. Baseball is life. Thanks, Ron. Baseball is life. It's true. Ron knows. Um, it's it's really It was really nice to watch him evolve last year, and it got lost in a lot of ways because the White Sox were so so bad and um, at times so unwatchable, and Moncada was so, was so bad, and some of the starters had regressed, and you're worried. But I'm telling you, the two guys that I felt great about last year and good about in the spring were Rodon and Tim Anderson. And and here's Tim Anderson doing what he's doing, hitting 422, um, top 10 in OPS in all of baseball, continuing to develop defensively. It is it's and really kind of a heart and soul guy for that team, a young veteran, and a, a guy the guy who was loudest saying after Manny Machado didn't come here, well screw him, we don't need him. All right, let's go, let's move on. Be nice to have him, of course, you know that, but you need guys. Who have, who have that passion and have that uh, that swagger that Tim Anderson has? Just let the kids play. This is, <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. You know that what that is from, by the way, is from the the baseball commercial that Eli Hershkovich and I played early for you in this show in the first hour. It's just, it's really that's Mike Trout saying, "Let the kids play." It's MLB with an entire ad campaign surrounding letting the kids play, wanting the young guys to be passionate, to show their energy, show their joy, show their swagger, flip the bat, throw the bat after a home run that breaks a tie. Go on, man. Have some fun. They didn't send the memo to the Royals broadcast team or to Randall Grichuk 
or a whole bunch of other guys around baseball who think, you know, you you got to know that you're going to get beaned when you do stuff like that. No, well, your game has decided, your own game has decided that they want that. They want that passion. They want that energy in there. So it's time for the, uh, the fun police to officially give up. You have been defeated. This is John in Rolling Meadows on 670 The Score. Hey, John, how are you? What's going on? Hey, what's up? Yeah, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Chris Bryant. I mean, there's a guy that, you know, the club is going to go as Chris Bryant goes, I think. You know, Rizzo's not going to be able to, you know, take the whole load on himself. And, the you know, it's great that the bottom half of the lineup is getting the job done, but now you've got the big boys coming in. you got the Dodgers. Your next road trip is going to take you into Seattle, and then you're coming back to face the Cardinals. You need Chris Bryant. Something's got, something's got to be determined with him. Is there a problem, or is it just Chris not being able to take a toehold on that down-and-in fastball that he likes to feed off of? But is, there's nothing wrong with him. They'll all tell you. He will tell you. There's nothing wrong with the shoulder. Theo Epstein bristles when you suggest that there's anything wrong with him physically. Bryant bristles at that idea. I did not expect the start like this. A couple of wind-aided doubles yesterday. Maybe he'll come out of it. He says he's been there before. He's been down this road before. He's not real happy to be talking about the slump and having to answer questions. But when you're this far into the season and you're Bryant and your your slugging percentage is at 380, people are going to want to talk to you about stuff. They're going to have to. But, you know, Rizzo's slugger percentage is at 353. Rizzo's uh, batting 176. Didn't Rizzo, Rizzo did this last year, too. Rizzo with the brutally slow start. And by the end of the year, you're like, oh, yeah, there he is. That's, that's Rizzo. Um, I'm, I'm not going to worry about Brian and Rizzo offensively. I'm going to wait for them to click in. I'm going to expect that to happen. You're right that you need that to happen, and you're getting into a, uh, a part of the schedule that looks daunting, but every part of the schedule can be daunting. We saw that at the beginning of the year. Thankfully, you've got Jason Hayward with an OPS over one. You've got Wilson Contreras being one of the best hitters in baseball. You've got Javi Baez continuing on right where he was last year with an 880 OPS as we speak. So you've got some guys who are who are doing it, but yeah, you need Bryant, you need Rizzo. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. This hour is brought to you by Continental Toyota. Experience the Continental Toyota difference with over four hundred new and used vehicles in stock. Located on the Grange Road and I fifty five in Hodgkins, ContinentalToyota dot com. A few more minutes of hit and run on six seventy. The score. You want to hop in? You can do so at three one two. 644 6767. Um, I had a trivia question that used to be my absolute favorite. It's been ruined over the past mm, 15, 20 years. And Christian Yelich can mess it up even further. We'll explain and expand when we come back on 670 The Score. Hey, man. Sun's shining. I'm not doing my yard work. I'm listening to baseball. There you go. I'm happy to help you blow off your yard work. <laughs> no, I hate those things, man. I use a right. Okay, good. The bounce back after the last uh, timeout wasn't as good, so we got to back off of him once again and um, just slow things down. It's just um, it's just where he's at. It's not unlike what had been going on earlier. Uh, so it's we it was all trending very well, and then um, like I said this last time, uh, just not as good. 
So we just have to pay attention to what he's saying. That's Joe Madden from yesterday's pregame giving you the update on Brandon Morrow with the thoughtful, contemplative music in there, letting you know that it's a serious issue, that it's a serious subject. We think our friends at NBC Sportsnet Chicago or NBC Sports Chicago for the uh, for the tape. I um, I love when it's accompanied by music like that. I just you know maybe I'm the only guy who hears it, so I don't need to comment on it. Be a radio professional, says Eli Ershkovich. Just shut up, Spiegel. But I go ahead and comment on it. I go next level, extra level, postmodern, ironic radio man here for you. Um, we'll see what happens with Brandon Morrow. And I don't know when you'll get him back, if you'll ever get him back, and if you can't count on him. And that's, that's an awful feeling for a team that does not have a lot of serious swing-and-miss guys, especially coming out of that bullpen. Just not that many. I mentioned that Christian Yelich is on his way towards potentially further destroying my one-time favorite trivia question. Do you know what used to be the case? And I, I, and I learned this. I'll tell you where I learned this. I learned this, as, as some of you know, I was an intern at This Week in Baseball way back in the day. I learned the, this trivia question sitting at a table one day as we're doing a taping. And, and Mel Allen is there. Mel Allen threw this trivia question out there. That's right. I learned this one from Mel Allen. Maybe that's why it was my favorite. But there once were nine guys who'd won back-to-back MVPs, one at every position. Nine guys who won back-to-back MVPs, one at every position. The catcher was Yogi Berra. The pitcher was Hal Newhauser, 1944-1945 for Cleveland. The first baseman, Jimmy Fox. The second baseman, Joe Morgan. The shortstop, Ernie Banks. The third baseman, Mike Schmidt. And then three outfielders, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, and Dale Murphy. Nine guys, one at every position, won back-to-back MVPs. That has since been ruined by Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds again, Frank Thomas, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera. So now it's up to 14 guys who have won back-to-back MVPs in Major League Baseball, which is a tremendous thing. Well, maybe Christian Yelich is on the way to making it 15 because he's ridiculous. He's got nine games to match Pujols and A-Rod for most homers before May 1st with 14. He had two more yesterday. He's got 13 now. And he's one of those guys who is now having a massive impact even when he doesn't hit the ball. When you walk him to pitch to Ryan Braun, and then Ryan Braun, it's a three-run homer. Part of that is a gift for Yelich. He's just absolutely absurd right now. Boy, there is concern like crazy among you for Chris Bryant. And we got a lot of amateur... Amateur doctors out there. Texts at 6711. And we got a phone. Uh, we got a few minutes for your phone calls if you want to hop in at 312-644-6767. But at 67011, uh, a uh, Spigs, I am a Vegas local. And I have been watching Bryant. Where is this text? Here it is. I'm worried about Bryant. As a Vegas local, I have watched him from the beginning at all levels. His shots used to have backspin climb that would just rise out of the park. Now he doesn't make the warning track. My gut feeling is he needed off-season shoulder surgery and didn't get it. Now that's a gut feeling. Here's another. I wanted to touch a bit on Brian. My question is, and I know they're saying he's healthy, but if his shoulder is still bothering him, why did he not get surgery to clean it up in the off-season? If it winds up coming out that his shoulder is still bothering him, it is a huge mistake. His shoulder is not bothering him. That's why it's not coming out. 
That's why nobody's talking about it, because it's not bothering him. He shut it all down in the offseason, and he felt great. Resumed swinging. Slowly built it back up and said he felt great. He still says he feels great. Joe Madden says he feels great. Theo Epstein quickly dismissing this idea that Bryant is hurt. Do people still believe that Bryant is hurt out there? You're grasping. You're grasping at straws. Here's the problem. Baseball's really freaking hard. And mentally, it can get to anybody. And this is a part that I didn't know we were going to have to deal with with Bryant. Maybe he didn't realize he was going to have to deal with it himself. Do you see this quote? This is, um, this is last week in an MLB.com piece about Bryant. And he had just had a, uh, an RBI double. And the headline is, For Struggling Bryant, Breakthrough Feels Close. It obviously hasn't quite come. But listen to this quote from Chris Bryant. Just mentally, just at the plate, I'm not trying to do too much, not try to think too much. It's crazy. I feel like as I continue to play more and more, I feel like we put more and more pressure on ourselves to just go out there and perform when it should be going the other way. That's where I'm kind of at. Just chill. Take it easy. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Go out there. See the ball and hit it. Put a good swing on it. After that, you can't control what happens. But go back. Read that. Think about that. It's crazy. I feel like as I continue to play more and more, I feel like we put more and more pressure on ourselves just to go out there and perform when it should be going the other way. This game will get in your head, man. And you can be as strong and solid a person, as strong mentally, as strong-willed with a work ethic and the maturity of Chris Bryant, and it can still get to you. So look, that's concerning to hear. But understand that in this game where, where success is, is, is so similar to failure numerically, I mean, it's crazy, Right? I mean, the quote, and I always use it, like, you know, describe Ted Williams was asked what it, what, how it felt to hit 400, and he said, how would you feel if your boss gave you 10 jobs to do and you only did four of them right? That's how he felt, right? It's just you, you have to you fail six times out of 10 if you are the very best in the history of the game. Your OBP's up there at four, then you still fail. The game will get in your head. Yes, it's worse if you have a shoulder issue, if you have a body issue, and that gets in there and gets in your head too. If you're going to worry about anything, worry about Bryant's head, and you can worry about the fact that his swing was shifted around a couple of different times last year. He himself messed with his mechanics a little bit that first time coming back, trying to, uh, trying to avoid the um, re-injuring the shoulder. That's concerning. And then when he came back the second time and the finish was different, he was changing it up again. He said, yeah, that was somebody else's idea. I asked him at the Cub convention about that. He said, that was somebody else's idea. I just wanted to, wanted to try it, but no, no. So he's back to being himself. But did those things get in his head to, to the point that now when just the normal failure, which is a part of this game, happens, you start putting pressure more on yourself. You start overthinking things because you changed things a little bit last year. Maybe that's the kind of mental process that's in there. I don't know. I'm guessing as, as to what is going on in his head because I don't think there's anything wrong with his shoulder. This is an issue for the mental skills department of the Chicago Cubs.
It's an issue for the hitting coach, Anthony Iaposi. It's an issue for Chris Bryant and his real hitting coach, his father, Mike Bryant. And you know they're talking all the time about it. It might be a little slow getting back to wherever I want to be um, game-wise, you know, but no, there was no concerns about shoulder or any of that. Just a matter of getting in there every day, playing a game every day, getting at bats every day, and continuing to battle it out with the guy on the mound. That's all I can focus on. I'm not really learning a lot about myself these last couple of years, and both good and bad things, so it's, it's kind of good to simplify things a little bit. Hmm, learning a lot about myself. These past couple of years, both good and bad things. He's a dude in his 20s. How, how were you in your 20s? Were you consistent and awesome all the time? Did you handle failure like a champ all the time? It's a human being struggling and slumping. And I don't think he's ever really had to encounter this kind of thing in terms of the injuries and what it was and making the adjustments to a swing that had been so locked in for year after year after year. So I don't think it's physical, folks. Not at all. I think it's up there in his head. But I think he's a very, very strong and smart guy. So I think he's going to figure it out. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Nothing beats playoff hockey in Chicago. Catch your Central Division champion Chicago Wolves as they battle Grand Rapids in the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs. For up-to-date playoff information or tickets, visit chicagowolves.com. And the bottom of the hour also brought to you by Anthony Buick GMC and Gurney. During their spring sales event, save ten grand on a new nineteen GMC Acadia and over six grand on a new nineteen Buick Encore. Anthony Buick GMC has over four hundred vehicles for every budget. For offer details, visit anthonygurney.com. This is Mike in Evanston. You're last up on hit and run on six seventy the score. What do you say, Mike? Hey, that's what I'm in. Hey, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's an injury situation. Let's just see how the year plays out. But we just might be dealing with an above-average player. I mean, he's, you know, and I'll take it. I'll take an above-average player at third base. But he just might not be as great as everyone thinks he is, despite of his rookie rookie of the year. If you look at his MVP numbers, they were they weren't like, wow, that's an MVP. Um, although he did play a lot of roles outside of playing third base, but, you know, we just might be dealing with an above-average player. That's it. I, I don't see him on the level of Yelich, Bellinger, Stanton. I just I just don't. All around, I just don't. Well, a, a 946 OPS when he finishes seventh in the MVP voting in 2017 is really, really good. A 939 OPS when he wins the MVP in 2016 is really really good. Um, it no, it's not. It, it's it's not Yelich this past year and a half. It's not Mike Trout. So he's not in that category, perhaps. But it's still a really really damn good player at at his peak. You know, a four oh nine OBP the year after the MVP is really really good. So. I, I don't. We're not talking about an above-average guy. We're talking about a guy who's got the capability of being that, and he did it right away at age 24 and age 25 in the big leagues in his second and third full season after being the minor league player of the year and the college player of the year and the rookie of the year. It's like, it's so it's been incredibly steady and consistent. Now, is he going to keep getting better as he goes on? That'd be nice. I'm sure he wants to. 
But even if he just stays there where he was for two years, it's not a one-year sample of him as the MVP. Those numbers for the next year were very, very similar. The RBIs weren't there, but that, as you know, is a product of all sorts of other things sometimes. The homers were down a little bit. But this this is just a guy dealing with the difficulties of the sport and maybe for the first time in, in, in a real real challenging mental and emotional way. And if you listen, he's telling you. He's telling you. Stop looking for the shoulder. Stop listening for something that's not there and actually just hear him. Baseball's hard, and he's slumping, and he's struggling, and he's second-guessing himself in a way that he never used to. He'll figure it out. Thank you to the guests on the show today. Chris Kampka with Camp Connections in hour number one. Really, really fun. Bill Plunkett talking about the Dodgers in the 11 o'clock hour. And thank you to Lynn Bramer for a really fun 90 minutes of being my guest co-host from 10 to 1130. You can find Hit and Run. If you ever miss it, you can find it on the Radio.com podcast page. We're also on iTunes. All the shows will be there. Next week, my guest co-host is Paul Sullivan, the longtime baseball man for the Chicago Tribune. We'll uh, talk about plenty of current baseball and lots of old school stuff, too. Dude sat in the bleachers with Bill Veck. I'm getting stories out of Sully. Thank you to Eli Hershkovich for doing a great job, as he always does. Much, much appreciated. Cubs pregame is next. Twib takes you out until I get sued. See you next week on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.